Welcome to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. A little later in the show, we're going to talk about the Detroit Auto Show and the big news that it will move from January to June in 2020. So no more slushing through the snow and the cold in tuxedos and fancy dresses for that big party uh, that happens during the auto show, the auto show preview. Uh, and it'll be warm enough to have outdoor concerts and uh, an entire festival in downtown. We're going to talk with Michelle Krebs of autotrader.com about that news uh, a little later in the program. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. But up front, this week, Michigan State Interim President John Engler went to Washington to testify at a Senate hearing about sexual abuse on college campuses. Engler was hired for his heavy hand and bullish demeanor in bringing MSU through the crisis of the Larry Nassar scandal. But those familiar attributes of our former governor are also what have got him into a boatload of trouble for his cold and calloused treatment of some of the abuse survivors. His ruthless and transactional approach to moving the university beyond the scandal is becoming, by some measures, the book on how not to handle these kinds of issues on college campuses. And it's with all of that that Engler headed to Washington to talk about the handling of the Nassar affair. He was confronted by a lot of different senators, including Michigan's own Gary Peters. Here's a bit of Peters and Engler during the hearing. First, yes or no, have you subjected any of these individuals to any disciplinary action? Uh, yes. Uh, the uh, immediate action that I took with regard to Dean Strample uh, was an indication of my assessment that his leadership as, chair, as the head of the, just dean of the College of Osteopathic Medicine, fell far short of appropriate performance standards. So you have one, just in time, when you have right. one individual you took the disciplinary action, Mr. Strample. Well, I think uh, all of these uh, happened, I arrived in February of 18. So no, you, you haven't. That's fine. You, so no, no is the answer. Mr. Strample, I understand. Peters goes on to point out that Strample wasn't fired. He was allowed to retire. And no other employees have been fired in the entire Nasser scandal. Here to talk more about Engler's day on the Hill is Senator Gary Peters, a Democrat from here in Michigan. Senator, welcome to Detroit Today. Always a pleasure to be with you, Stephen. Yes, yeah, great to hear your voice. So you were involved in the questioning of John Engler, who is the interim president at uh, MSU, yesterday in Washington during a Senate hearing. Uh, pretty testy exchanges, I felt, uh, between the two of you at times. Uh, I wonder how you uh, think all of that went. Well, I, I uh, thought it was very important for him to get some questions uh, from the survivors. Uh, I met uh, with the survivors uh, that morning. Uh, with uh, a large number of them and their parents uh, in total, other survivors, like we had 80 survivors in the audience uh, for the hearing. But uh, in my meeting with them in the morning, uh, they were very clear that they are concerned uh, with the future of Michigan State and the fact that uh, there aren't, uh, they aren't seeing the kind of cultural changes or effort to try to change the culture at Michigan State, although a number of new policies and procedures have been put in place, and that's fine, but it takes more than that to, to change a culture, which existed that, quite frankly, just didn't take complaints or concerns that these young women and basically girls, uh, when they came forward with their parents, they were not taken seriously for many years. And they're specifically concerned that uh, there are 14 individuals that may uh, may have known about uh, what Dr. Nasser was up to and uh, 
and uh, disciplinary action hasn't been taken against any of them, with the exception of one. Yeah. Uh, at one point during the hearing, in fact, you're asking uh, Angler about consequences that have been meted out at the university to people who knew about what was going on and didn't do anything. You asked him a pretty simple yes or no question. Who's been fired? Has anyone been fired? As a result, he seemed to struggle with the answer. He seemed to want to say that William Strample has been uh, separated from the university, but no one else has. And Strample's leaving of the university was not really the kind of firing the way that I guess you would think uh, might happen in circumstances like this. No, it certainly wasn't. I mean, he talked about how they brought uh, proceedings to revoke his tenure, but if, uh, uh, when it was all said and done, they let him retire, and he got $175,000 severance. That's uh, usually not a firing for being uh, the supervisor that oversaw Dr. Nasser and all of uh, the horrible things that he did. And then also now uh, he finds himself in court as well for his own set of criminal charges, mm-hmm. and yet... Uh, he was allowed to get a severance and retirement uh, and resign. What did you think of uh, Engler's, I guess, demeanor during the hearings yesterday? One of the things that a lot of people have been really concerned about is his empathy for the victims here. And, you know, John Engler is somebody who's been around Michigan politics for several decades. I don't think any of us who, who know him think of him as the, the, the most warm and fuzzy personality. Uh, you know, he's, he's very dutiful and businesslike and I think has a hard time relating uh, to, to, to people who are in uh, bad circumstances. Did you feel during the hearings that he was sort of showing the appropriate, uh, I guess, demeanor for uh, discussion of something so serious and so so personally wounding to so many people? Well, I, I think uh, if anyone watches the tape, you'll see he, he uh, exhibits the demeanor that you just uh, expressed, that you just characterized. So that is uh, John Engler. And that's part of a major problem with uh, the survivors. I mean, the this is not just about putting policies in place. It's not just uh, about a settlement. It's also about a healing process and, and working uh, with these uh, survivors. Uh, they feel that uh, the comments that he's made about survivors, the emails that came to light where he criticized one as just being manipulated by trial lawyers and uh, the other one where he uh, tried to make an offer uh, without an attorney to another one, those types of activities uh, do not endear any kind of trust. Uh, they're, they're hurtful. Uh, and uh, the fact that um, the survivors, when they've gone to the Board of Trustees meetings, uh, talk about how he cuts them off and doesn't give them their, their, their time to, to express their very real and very intense uh, feelings, uh, that's simply not the way you deal with a survivor of the kinds of horrible uh, tragedy that this is. And uh, so as somebody who's, uh, you know, a, a statewide elected official here in the state of Michigan has some uh, provenance over the idea of the governance of our state uh, institutions and, and our public universities, I'm curious whether you think John Engler is the right person to continue to be the interim president here at MSU. There is still a lot of work ahead, not just with regard to this uh, scandal and and sort of resetting at the university, trying to to reset the culture. There's a lot of other stuff that, that he will be involved in. Should should the Board of Trustees be thinking about, you know, thanking him for, for helping them forge this settlement, which was an important step, 
but then saying we we do need to move in a different direction with someone else, and we need to do that uh, before we hire a permanent president. Well, I've never supported uh, uh, Mr. Engler for a president. I never thought he was the right person uh, for that. I was pretty outspoken about that before the board of trustees uh, put him in there. I always thought you needed a fresh set of eyes uh, to come in uh, and have a uh, a, an outsider who can really look uh, not just at the procedures, but look at how the culture needs uh, to be changed. Uh, clearly, that didn't happen. The Board of Trustees put him in, and, and even after all of these incidents, they've continued to, to keep him there. So my, my hope is that uh, a new president can be uh, brought in as, uh, as soon as possible, uh, who will have uh, that fresh perspective uh, and fresh look at, at, uh, at the situation, because uh, the, the healing process uh, still has a long ways to go, and you need to get the right individual. But it's important to do those searches. <clears throat> you know, I raised uh, in the hearing uh, that he uh, has said he said there was going to be a national search uh, for a athletic director. That didn't happen. They brought an insider. Right. They have another insider uh, overseeing the Title IX cases uh, right now. Has been appointed on an interim basis, uh, but that uh, individual was basically a lawyer to protect uh, the university and to shield the university. But normally that position is given to someone who's going to be an advocate for students and for folks who have been abused, uh, not someone whose primary responsibility is to protect the university uh, and not uh, take, or potentially not take into full consideration what that individual is actually going through in terms of the trauma in their life. Yeah. Uh, and that gets us to this wider question, question I think, of, of governance at, at MSU uh, going forward. Uh, do, do you feel like we have the right people in place on the Board of Trustees, for instance, uh, who understand what needs to be done, who needs to be brought in, the kinds of people they ought to be looking for? Uh, or do you feel like uh, some people have suggested maybe we ought to rethink that end of the governance, this idea of statewide elected uh, boards of trustees or regents who, who control uh, the universities? How, how wide ought we cast our gaze in terms of thinking of doing things differently so that things like uh, the, the Larry Nasser scandal don't happen in the future? Well, certainly, uh, the, uh, these are elected uh, trustees. Uh, they're going to have to stand before the public. And, and as you know, Stephen, these, these positions normally don't get a lot of attention when it comes uh, to a campaign. But it, clearly, they need to have much more attention brought to, to bear in terms of who these individuals are, what their background is. And hopefully uh, that will happen. But even if you don't have elected trustees, they could also be beholden to whoever appoints them to those uh, boards as well. Sure. So it is a, it is a, a difficult issue uh, as to how, how that governance uh, may change. But I think it goes beyond just uh, the board of trustees. Uh, this does go to the leadership, including uh, whoever the president is of these uh, universities, that they've got to instill through their leadership a culture that, uh, that students know is one that is safe and welcoming. If they believe that something has gone wrong, they can go to a responsible uh, individual and be heard and have action taken. Uh, that didn't happen clearly uh, in, in Michigan State for many years. In fact, I heard a, a very uh, heartfelt story from a mother and her daughter yesterday morning <clears throat> who talked about uh, the fact that she was in uh, an examination with Dr. Nasser that she thought was uh, clearly uh, uh, inappropriate. Something uh, was really wrong. Uh, he didn't wear gloves as well during the uh, procedure. Hmm. Uh, her mom and her went to her family physician uh, at MSU clinic and uh, complained and said this is really wrong and was concerned. And, and basically they were dismissed uh, by the physician who said, well, Dr. Nasser is a 
an Olympic physician. He knows what he's doing. I'm sure he did nothing wrong. Wow. And then later, of course, they found out they were right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, as you point out, you you spoke with uh, some of the victims uh, yesterday and, and in the run-up to this hearing in Washington uh, with, with interim president Angler. I wonder if you got a sense from these victims when they feel that uh, justice will have been done uh, at Michigan State. What is it that they're waiting to see happen? Uh, what is it that they're waiting uh, to sort of uh, uh, take take shape that will make them feel as though, okay, this was a terrible, terrible thing that happened to me, but it has been addressed and it has been rectified in a way that, that makes me confident about uh, that institution? Well, I don't want to speak uh, completely, for, or I don't want to speak for them uh, on that, but I will say just in, in what I heard uh, and I've heard over the last few months in, in talking to survivors mm-hmm. is that first they want to have uh, accountability. It's not just with uh, Dr. Nasser, but with other folks who may have remained silent uh, when they knew something was not right. Uh, you know, there was a recent report of 14 uh, individuals, uh, which we talked about earlier, that were uh, may have known about this. Uh, they want to know uh, what is the story of those other individuals? Mm-hmm. Why haven't disciplinary actions been brought against them if they did indeed know that something was not right? Uh, they want to see complete justice, uh, not a not one or two people, but everybody who is implied or who is, can be implicated with that. And then they want to see and feel that there is truly a cultural change. It isn't just uh, some policies that have been passed that go into a book and then they gather dust in that book. Mm-hmm. They want to see a change of the culture where folks uh, know that uh, they can step forward uh, with uh, the uh, belief that something very horrible has occurred and know that someone's going to take it seriously and not just listen to them, but actually hear what they're saying. And then take action and and seriously look into those situations, which they feel just never, never happened. And from the experiences of the young women that I talked to uh, yesterday in particular, they they never thought that they had a very welcoming response if they raised some concerns. And they were fearful that if they raised concerns, it might actually harm their position. Hmm. Okay, Senator Gary Peters, Democrat from the state of Michigan. As always, thanks for joining us on Detroit Today. Great to be with you, Stephen. Mm -hmm. Coming up, we're going to talk with reporter Shana Roth. She is the state capitol reporter for the Michigan Public Radio Network, and she is in Washington for the hearings. Also, don't forget, if you miss any of today's conversation, you don't have to miss out. You can download the Detroit Today podcast on iTunes or wherever you find podcasts. You can take us with you and listen when you are ready. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. We are talking about John Angler, interim president at Michigan State University, and his appearance yesterday before a Senate panel in Washington, D.C. We want to hear from you as well. What did you think of Angler's performance in front of the Senate yesterday? What have you thought of his performance as interim president at MSU so far? Uh, Do you think he acquitted himself pretty well in front of that panel yesterday? Do you feel like he's getting closer to the point where he's making you feel 
confidence in MSU again and confidence in their handling of this scandal? Do you think he convinced those in Washington that uh, things are in hand and that they are repairing the damage done by the Larry Nasser scandal? As always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there. Or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we will work you into the conversation. And joining us now to talk more about Engler's performance in Washington yesterday is Shana Roth. She is the state capital reporter for the Michigan Public Radio Network. She was in Washington for the hearing. Shana, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning, Stephen. Yeah. So uh, let's quickly get your assessment of how Engler did with uh, the U.S. senators questioning him about this scandal yesterday. Well, Engler's, you know, he's an old pro. This wasn't his first time in front of a committee hearing. It might not even be his last. And, you know, (laughs) he really was focused on explaining what the school has done to improve itself during his six months as the interim president. And, you know, he really tried with multiple questions just to keep bringing it back to that, to say, look, you know, here are all the different policies that we've put into place. You know, we've hired more people. These are all the things that we're doing to not only improve Michigan State University, but to try and make it something of a national model for other universities to prevent something like this from ever happening. And as Engler has said, he does not believe that as MSU stands today, someone like Larry Nassar could ever thrive again. Did you you feel as though he was convincing to the senators. Uh, A lot of times, you know, if you watch these hearings, you get to see one person at a time talking with the person uh, who's in front of the the committee. You don't get to see the reactions of other senators as, as they're answering. Did it seem as though he had command of that room? You know, it was hard for me to tell based on my vantage point. I really, I couldn't, I could see Engler in the in the gallery, but I couldn't see the actual senators' like okay. faces. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, based on what they were saying and the tone that they took while they were talking to Engler, they were not necessarily impressed with some of his explanations for different things. Uh, the big one being uh, this meeting that he had with Kaylee Lorenz, where Kaylee has come out and said that you know Engler offered me two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to to end the my suit against MSU. Uh, mm-hmm. When I told him it wasn't about money, she says that he said, asked her, well, what's the number? And Angler was grilled on that meeting, and he said, you know, sort of very firmly that they did not discuss money. And that was something that several of the senators kept asking him about, mm-hmm. asking him to clarify. And at the end of the the hearing, um, one of the ranking senators said, you know what, I believe Kaylee Lorenz effectively, you know, calling Engler a liar. And after the hearing, the survivors themselves were not impressed with Engler's performance. Um, And multiple survivors said, you know, I believe Kaylee. And Mm -hmm. I think that what he said was wrong. And so it was kind of a a mixed bag almost for Engler's performance. But, you know, he was able to consistently keep bringing back his message, which is MSU has improved. Yeah. Uh, as you point out, Kaylee Lorenz is now saying that, that, you know, that's a lie that that the governor, the former governor told in front of uh, that that uh, hearing yesterday. Uh, have you heard from other survivors about their reaction to his his uh, appearance there? Yeah, I spoke with a few survivors after 
uh, after the committee hearing, um, the issue with Kayla Lorenz was, was kind of on all of their minds, given that it, it, you know, he was not, he was essentially saying that what she said was not true. And they were frustrated by that saying, you know, look, what we have been through is because people didn't believe us. Um, however, they were happy that the senators did not uh, seem to agree with Engler and that he, they said that they believe Kaylee. And, you know, kind of aside from that, they also said that, look, we don't feel that Engler is the person to lead this school where it needs to go. Whether he is interim or not, he needs to go now. Mm-hmm. And they were just not impressed with the policies that he said he made because according to them, you know, it, all those policies don't necessarily mean anything if the students still don't have faith in the leadership of the school. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and my guest is Shana Roth, a state capital reporter for the Michigan Public Radio Network. She was in Washington yesterday as John Engler, the interim president at Michigan State University, testified in front of a Senate panel about the handling of the Larry Nasser scandal at Michigan State. Uh, if you happen to catch this hearing, if you happen to, to read about it this morning, we'd love to hear from you what your reactions are to how John Engler did in front of that Senate panel yesterday. Are you confident that Michigan State is handling this in a way that casts it forward, uh, that that changes the culture that produced the Larry Nasser scandal at that school? Or are you really worried about someone like John Angler with his demeanor, his very dutiful and business-like demeanor that lacks some empathy uh, as the leader of MSU? Is he still the wrong person, uh, even now that they have reached a settlement? Is he the wrong person to lead the university while they look for a permanent president. As always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. Uh, you can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work you into the conversation. Let's go to Dennis in Berkeley. Dennis, welcome to Detroit Today. Yeah, good morning. Uh-huh. Uh, I was going to say when England was governor, he cut off general assistance to uh, men or to single people, mm-hmm. and it was late, like late October, early November. So you had people standing out on the street with signs, we'll work for food. People became homeless. So Engler is just heartless. He's the wrong person for that job. Yeah, Dennis, I appreciate, uh, I appreciate the call and that memory. I was uh, a college student when all of that happened, and I, and I can remember the really uh, dramatic responses that, that unfolded as, as he did that, as he cut uh, assistance to, to single men and, and some women without children. Uh, Shana Roth, I wonder what, uh, I wonder what the response uh, at uh, is at MSU right now, and and in terms of what's going on, this this idea of Angler as a sort of chilly leader for that institution is that getting in the way of them moving forward? Well, if you talk to students and faculty, they would say yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Engler and his uh, and, and other people who are with him, they say, you know, look, we have really streamlined the school. We've made it easier for people to report sexual assault. We have hired more people in the offices that oversee sexual assault complaints. Um, you know, and they're looking at it as a very pragmatic, like we have done X, Y, and Z, and these things are going to help in the future. But talking to students and faculty, again, you know, they're really focused on we want to have faith in our administration and we just do not have 
space in our administration right now. And until we do, this school is just not going to be able to move forward. Uh, I will point out that the school is currently has a committee put together and they are working on finding a permanent uh, replacement, a permanent mm-hmm. president. And at the committee hearing, Engler said that he is definitely not a candidate for that office and that he hopes to find a, a new president quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go to Carolyn in Royal Oak. Carolyn, welcome to Detroit Today. Hello. Hi. I'm a retired nurse. I've been watching all saying I've been a, a an object of misuse uh, at one time when I was a little kid and didn't know what the hell was going on. But I want to ask a question. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Tell me, what kind of medical procedures, or what kind of uh, medicine were they doing when they were so involved with all this? Uh, uh, Carolyn, I, I appreciate the call and, and the question. And uh, there is this, this question, Shana, I think, in, in some people's minds about mm-hmm. how this happened, right? Uh, how a doctor who's treating gymnasts gets to the space where this kind of abuse can take place. And there, there is a little bit of confusion about that. There's also uh, a, a clear instance of a doctor taking extraordinary uh, liberty with, with, with his work. Yeah, and honestly, that's part of the reason that these committee hearings are taking place. This is the third U.S. Uh, Senate subcommittee hearing in response to Nasser, and mm-hmm. these lawmakers are really trying to figure out, look, how was this able to happen, not just once, twice, but you know, hundreds of times for years across multiple institutions, because you also have the Olympic Committee, you have USA Gymnastics, um, and they're trying to figure out how did this happen, so that way they can make policies to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. And as Engler said, you know, Michigan State University has really taken a hard look internally about how this was able to happen, and they have in their clinics uh, come up with new policies, new reporting requirements. And Engler says, you know, somebody like Nasser is never going to be able to happen at Michigan State again. Uh, obviously, only time will tell if the school's policies and also USA Gymnastics and different af- athletic associations, if policies stemming from this are able to make a significant impact on sexual assault in general. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go to Linda in Gross Point. Linda, welcome to Detroit Today. Greetings, Stephen. I am a Michigan State alumna. My husband is a Michigan State alumna with two degrees. Mm -hmm. I have been phenomenally disappointed in Angler's performance since the day he took the job. To be honest, I'd really rather have Luella Simons back. At least she led the university with heart when this all came to be. Mm. Nasser operated for decades through multiple leaderships. I don't know why she's the one who's had to take the hit. I don't know why the Board of Trustees is still there. And Angler's just part of it. What have we done? We've just moved an existing trustee into a leadership position as athletic director. Mm -hmm. This is the same old, same old. And as an alumna, I am horrified. Mm -hmm. Absolutely horrified. Yeah, Linda, I really appreciate the call and, uh, again, the emotion that's really evident in in what you're saying there. And I think there are a lot of people who – have affiliations with MSU who, who who may be feeling the same way. Shana, how, how concerned is the university about still this this lingering effect among alums, for instance, uh, who are watching this unfold and thinking this is not the university that I that I know and love? 
Well, I think that's definitely a concern for the school. Um, you know, not only is Angler attempting to make the school safer and to, re- you know, revamp a lot of its policies, he's also kind of trying to do some PR in, in these committee hearings uh, on some level and, you know, coming forward and saying, look at all the things that we've done are, are an attempt to change and to improve the school's reputation. And it, it will be interesting to see in the upcoming years just how big of a and how lasting of an impact uh, the Nasser situation has on MSU, not only with um, how people feel about the school, but how that translates into, um, you know, donor dollars and uh, quality of students that come to the school. Mm-hmm. Uh, Engler did say that they have, I think it was their biggest and most diverse uh, incoming class, but, you know, for how many more years is that going to happen and is that going to have an impact on the school's uh, accreditations? And, you know, there's a lot of uh, domino effects that could happen because of this, and I think the school has been trying very hard to uh, head that off and to uh, really, you know, make the school something better than it once was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's go to Charlie in Detroit. Charlie, welcome to Detroit today. Sorry about that. That's all right. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, I just want to know what, if anything, they're going to do to try to change the culture at MSU. I mean, I think it's gotten to be a sports-driven, equals money, um, institution that you know, generates a lot of donations and loyalty through uh, total emphasis on sports that I think has led to uh, looking the other way when these kind of things happen. And it's not just unique to MSU, but in particular in our state, I believe it is. And I think it's a shame because I think the emphasis ought to be on education over sports and money. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What are we teaching our kids? Yeah, Charlie, uh, great question. Thanks very much for the call. Shana Roth, uh, this uh, this idea of the culture changing. People are repeating that phrase over and over mm-hmm. again, and I'm not sure that uh, most people, when they say that, actually know what that might look like. I mean, I, uh, Charlie's point about the focus being so much on athletics. Uh, you know, how do you change something like that at a at a university that does have such a athletic prowess uh, as as MSU? The the focus on the future of athletics. I mean, the, this hiring of the new uh, athletic director is something else that people have have reacted to in in the last week or so. Uh, what does that mean? Change the culture? And when John Angler says he's changed the culture, what's he talking about? You know, I have heard the phrase change the culture at MSU so many times that I think at this point it means something a little bit different to everybody. I think for faculty and students, it means tearing down this idea that sexual assault is okay, or even, you know, any form of harassment, or really just making other people feel uncomfortable, that that's just kind of part of the college experience. They want to have Michigan State be a place where people can be free from harassment, free from fear of assault, and that it's an open place to talk about um, these issues mm-hmm. so that if it does happen, that they're not afraid to come forward. I think that's kind of what it means for them. What changing the culture means uh, for Engler and the administration, I think it's probably, um, you'd probably have to ask them. It's, it's a little bit different probably for each person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that when we think about whether or not Michigan State can change its culture, a lot of it is, is 
that's that's something that's not going to happen right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that I think everybody is really striving for, whatever their definition of change the culture is. Um, but I think it is definitely something that when, when there is a new interim president, uh, depending on how that uh, actual process goes and who they select and if the faculty and students are comfortable with that, that's really when we're going to see more of that sea change and we're going to see students and faculty and administration working together more because that's kind of what the students and faculty really want. And Mm -hmm. what they're saying is we can't change the culture unless we're all working together And one of their main problems with Engler is that they say he is not working with them. He's kind of working despite them. Yeah. Okay, Shana Roth, state capital reporter at the Michigan Public Radio Network. As always, great to have you here on the program. Thank you so much for having me. Up next, we are going to talk with Michelle Krebs of Autotrader.com about the sad news of former Fiat Chrysler CEO Sergio Marchionne's death. And we're going to talk about the decision to move the auto show to June instead of January in 2020. Stay with us on Detroit Today. 